Welcome to the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. I'm Tori Mystic, here with my dogs, Lucy and Bert. Together, we're interviewing cool, creative women entrepreneurs in the pet industry. Do you dream of working alongside your dog? Then sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode to find the inspiration and resources that will help you grow your own dog-inspired business. On this episode, I'm talking to Katherine Whiteman of the dog bedding and accessories brand Three Wags. We talk about how her products make people and pets' lives easier and better, especially through her awareness bandanas. I think you'll love the touching story about how those came to be. We also discuss the challenges of having to tackle it all as a solopreneur in the pet industry. Katherine Whiteman was inspired to start three wags by the three wagging tails in her own home, Holly, Fenny, and Tibby. After law school and a Washington, D.C. career in politics, Katherine found a way to combine two of her passions, her dogs and problem solving. She knows this might sound funny to some, but it's true. Her career was spent working on finding creative, realistic solutions to issues people face, and she decided it was time to turn those skills to the dogs. Dogs are a huge part of Catherine's everyday life with her husband, and she realized that it was hard to find stylish, functional, and well-made products that made sense for the way people live. Her products celebrate a love of dogs while providing practical, functional solutions. Even the simple bandana has been elevated with an easy-to-use clasp. In late 2017, Catherine and her husband fostered and adopted a second Brittany rescue, Raina, who has added another wagging tail to the family. Hey, Catherine. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited because I've been following you online for a long time, and so many of our Instagram friends wear three WAGs products and use them, so I've been seeing you online for a while. Well, and I love the Pittsburgh crew. You have an amazing dog community there, and I um, I keep telling them all I need to come visit, but it hasn't happened yet, but soon. Tell everyone where you are based now. I'm actually based um, about 30 miles south of Albany, New York, in a very small town called Athens, right on the Hudson River. Lovely. And um, how long have you, or I guess how long ago did you leave Washington, D.C. for a quote-unquote simpler life? (laughs) Simpler? Um, No, I left uh, in 2004, and I was in Vermont for a while. I'm a native Texan, so that all may sound really funny, but there are connections. But I moved there for a few years, and then I moved down to New York to the Saratoga Springs area where my mother lives, and then from there um, met my husband, and eight and a half years ago, we got married. So That's awesome. And how long have you been doing Three Wags? Well, I started... I started as a different business when we, we had honestly, we had planned on not staying here for a long time on moving after we married. But um, as many people will understand, we had um, some aging parents that we, that needed our help and it was right to stay here and good to do so. And so I was trying to figure out something that I could do that I would be passionate about and it would be exciting. And so that was It was really about 2014, but it had a little different skew to it. I was doing some things for people and for dogs, 
And then in 26, summer 2016, it became all about the dogs, which is where it should have been in the first place. And it got its new name and it really sort of blossomed because it all made sense then. Yeah. I, that kind of mirrors a little bit, I feel like, uh, what I've done with Wearwag Repeat is when I first started this about six years ago, it was just like lifestyle, you know, party planning and recipes and dog stuff. But once you narrow in to like the dog focus, like I think people who aren't in our world think that it's like so limiting <laughs> that you're, right. you know, alienating other people, but it's just so much, it just, it does, it just all falls into place and it makes sense once you narrow it down. It does it, it on so many levels, whether it's just if you're creating product or you're creating stories or whatever. And, and I, and I think that you, I think it's important to think about those lifestyle elements because I think that more and more, I mean, I remember, you know, with my grandparents, you know, they had six kids, their dog lived outside, came in, you know, in the nice dog house, although we were in Texas, so it wasn't freezing cold. But, you know, I just think that the, that the status of dogs, shall we say, in people's lives is elevated because I just think they're such amazing, wonderful creatures and, and they're where they should be now. But I think that has just created so many opportunities for people. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think that, um, you know, people treat their dogs like their children. And so they're more and more inclined to get them like different outfits, different things that kind of go with everything. And that is where um, your beautiful products, you know, come in. Yeah. And it's interesting because I, you know, I, I will be honest. I, you know, I have you know, now three Britneys as, uh, I don't remember if we said they were Britneys or not earlier, but you know, so they're hunting dogs by tray, by mm -hmm. genetics, right? <laughs> but that's not what I have done. But so they're not really, you know, little dogs. They don't want to be in my purse because they want to be like out running around and being crazy. Although sometimes I wish I could put them in my purse probably. <laughs> but, you know, and so it, it, there are different niche markets. And, and I think that makes it fun too. And I think it's finding, you know, what's true to you in making your products. Um, and then I think you find like-minded people. And I think that that can make the best kind of business because... Um, it's so easy to be excited about it because it's just, and I think that that genuineness translates to people too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, so I have to ask, you know, when you worked in DC in politics and, um, sort of strategic planning and that kind of stuff, um, it seems very different from, you know, running your own like solopreneur, business of dog accessories and whatnot. Oh, is it really that different or are there some similarities that you have found? Well, I, I will say one thing. The one thing is different is that my, you know, in, in that world, we referred to the people who we helped and served as our constituents versus our customers. And although most of the time constituents were nice, I have to say that dogs are just so much more fun. <laughs> <laughs> because whether it's right or wrong, people are coming to you sometimes on their worst days or about things that they really care about, and they're not easy always, and you can't always give them a great solution, whereas I feel like in my business, there's problems I can't solve, but there are so many things that I can do that make people's lives better with their dogs, and so I feel like I have um, a lot more ability to be a 
pleaser, <laughs> you know, and to, and to give people things that are going to enhance their life versus trying to tell people, well, you know, we can't really do that right now, or that's not possible or whatever. But one thing that I really have found, um, a couple of things that I've really found amazingly that do transfer one that, you know, when you work for a member on Capitol Hill, um, you know, you do everything. I mean, you might be the head honcho in the office, but if, if a batch of letters have to get out, you know, you have to put your hands in and just do what you got to do. And I think when you own your own business, it's a lot like that. I mean, you may be doing things you love one day and things that you kind of hate doing, but you just learn to do what you got to do to get it done. And that's especially true in the early days when you can't hire a million people to help you out. So I think that that, you know, being kind of a doer and just whatever you got to do helped. And the other thing is that I think a lot of times people who are crafters, um, and people have said this to me, they don't tend to be always extroverted. They don't tend to necessarily be people who like to be out there talking about their craft or their products or what they're doing because they really love the craft itself. And because of my background and speaking in public so much and always speaking about things that I was passionate about, um, I love that part. And, and really, to be honest, and this may be, we'll see how it comes out, but, um, no, but I, I think that you can talk about things and you can be positive and, and it's all sales. I mean, it's all about hearing what your buyers want or your constituents want, understanding, and then trying to either send the right message or send the right product to them and tell them how you can help them. Well, I think you also have to be really smart and kind of strategic about it because sometimes you people come to you with complaints or issues or pain points or whatever, and they don't even know what the solution is, but they're coming to you with their complaints. And then you have to figure out the solution that's right for them and, and give it to them. So, well, yeah, I think you, I think, it, I think that's an excellent point. You have to be able to try to help them solve the problem if you can and how you can. You have to be patient no matter how upset they may be because it's obviously very personal to them, as are many of the things that people come and talk to you about or to your their congressman or senator about. Um, but you also, I have found it advantage that um, you have to be able to deliver a consistent message like about your product or what it's used for, um, you know, but in different ways. I mean, you, you have to be able to talk about it to to different people so that they understand it and see how it can help them. And, and, um, yeah, so I, I really think that the whole kind of ability to be in public and, and be okay with that and, and pitch, shall we say, mm-hmm. um, it takes a lot of time and training. And I think that even though it was a completely different field in a way, it was a lot harder, <laughs> um, you know, versus doing something like this that I love where I get to talk about my dogs and why I created fun products and all of that to people who are like-minded. Yeah. Well, it's definitely always more fun when dogs are involved. (laughs) Yes. It's hard to find dog mom gear that fits in with the rest of your style. I love my dogs, but I don't want paw prints on everything I own. The Wear Wag Repeat Shop is full of artist-designed apparel, handmade accessories for you and your dog, and stylish gifts for the dog-obsessed. 
Best-selling products from the Wear, Wag, Repeat shop, like our Puppy Breath Candle, have been featured on blogs like Proud Dog Mom and The Daily Dog Tag. Your dog is already spoiled, so treat yourself. Get 15% off your first order when you visit shop.wearwagrepeat.com and use promo code PODCAST. That's shop.wearwagrepeat.com, promo code PODCAST. Well, I loved in reading your bio and doing some research about you, about how many of your products were designed um, to, you know, solve a problem or just to make things easier for people. Because, you know, when I'm reading business business books or marketing books or things like that, that's always the first thing that they say. They're like, what problem is your product solving? Um, And I think you've been really smart and strategic how you've done that. So, um, like, tell us a little bit, you know, I have some bandanas that, that I've made myself that took many, many prototypes. It's like a collar sleeve style. And it took like so many versions of it to get it how I wanted. So like, tell us a little bit about the process. You have a really cool bandana that has um, like a clip clasp on it. So what was the process? You know, how many different versions did you go through to get it to where it is today? Well, I, I think went through a lot of versions, and I would be fibbing if I don't didn't say that even today my husband and I were talking about something and, and thinking, oh, well, how could we do this better? How could I do this better? He will have thoughts sometimes that are that are good to hear, and um and give me ideas or make me think about things differently. And um, the cla- the the buckle clip was um, maybe a selfish. <laughs> creation because honestly I you know I'm not one to dress my dogs up a lot but I always like them to feel that they're a part of the family or part of an event like if it's July 4th they can have something red white and blue or you know the holidays or whatever and I and I love that that it's just like they're just part of it without I don't feel like it's making them uncomfortable or anything like that um and Part of it was um, you have two dogs, so you can probably relate if you've ever tried to sit and get multiple dogs to cooperate while you either put a bandana over the sleeve or Mm -hmm. tie it on versus one-stop click. Boom, it's done. And that isn't a criticism to the others because I think they're fine. But for me, it was a matter of efficiency. How can I get this done and, you know, get it on and and have it work? And, And there are even times when I will put their dog tag on it. And if they're wearing a, a harness, I wouldn't ever leave them without a, co- you know, without right. the collar if whatever. But, you know, then they can, you know, I can clip the dog tag on it. So really it was about efficiency. And I also found for me that, um, you know, things that I can wash and just throw in are great. And I found for me that it wore better, that you didn't, that, you know, sometimes if you have the tie-ons after a while, it's just like anything else. It's like shoestrings, it starts to wear out. And if I'm going to ask people to spend some money, um, I want to have the best fabrics. I want to have good construction and sewing, um, but I want it to last. And I think like anything, what is the thing that wears out the fastest on a given product and how can I make it last longer? 
And so that's why I did it. It really was it's selfish. And I, and I do, I have customers now who say, you know, I bought this other one and I just, I always reach for the one with the clasp. Yeah. So, you know, and I love that. I like that other people have found it easy. You know, it does, um, it takes more time and it, and in, in, in to I make think it. In, in, yeah, it takes yeah. more time mm-hmm. to make it. And therefore, in some cases, people will find that they're more expensive. And, um, but I think they're pretty standard, but um, maybe more than some. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, there's the old adage, you know, do you get what you pay for? Absolutely. And so um, that's why. Yeah. And then they can be reversible and all sorts of other things. All sorts of fun details. Yeah. You, so in your bandana collection, you also have some special awareness bandanas. Oh, they're my favorite. How did that line get started? Um, I, I actually do love this story and I'm, I really, I am so passionate about them. Um, I have a friend who, um, she and her partner used to adopt, um, or they still do, but adopt senior dogs, senior Britney's mainly. She was in Britney rescue. And a lot of times they were not easy to find homes for. Maybe they were blind, maybe they were deaf, plus they were older, or maybe they had seizures or different things were difficult, or maybe they'd been through tough times and, um, you know, were a little skittish. And, you know, the simplest example would be their dog who was blind. You would not know that she was blind if you saw her in the dog park. You'd have no idea. She just was so well adjusted. But yet, if you got close to her or something, she could get a little skittish because she doesn't see you. But then the person who's walking up to her doesn't know she's blind. And so I started trying to think about a way that would be fashionable and, um, but also provide a message that might help the human from always having to say, oh, you know, she can't hear, you know, she can't hear, she's blind or she's nervous. And, you know, because I think for the humans too, that gets to be a hard conversation and message to always have to relay. And I can't, and so I thought, why can't I just put it on a bandana? And it doesn't mean questions don't come, but I can't tell you the stories that I have heard um, of how it changed. I'll tell you one really quick one. Um, a Canadian customer, her dog, um, was deaf. It was a little dog in a rescue. And, um, so the dog would go to the park and in order to be noticed, he'd bark a lot, like really Mm. loudly. Well, and sometimes she said people would get kind of afraid, like, is he not friendly or is he whatever? But it was really just like, and she said, I always felt like in his mind, he wasn't sure that he was being seen like the others, you know? So she bought him the bandana and she said, it was incredible to watch how once people saw his bandana said, I'm deaf, they approached him differently. They weren't nervous when he would bark incessantly because they thought, oh, well, this is why. And guess what? On the other end, they approached him, which meant he got the ear rubs he got and the attention, the attention he was trying that he to get. wanted. Yeah. So she's like, it was the, she's like, I can't tell you how it changed his life. And to the point that when he passed away, she put together like a little suitcase with things that were valuable. And she even had like an urn hand painted by someone. And in the box 
was his bandana and on him on the urn was the bandana and it said I'm deaf and I'm going to tell you that you don't need to do anything else in my whole life that to me was everything yeah that's because an amazing story. It makes me tear up just thinking about it. I know. Like, I, like I, that I affected a dog in a human's life like that. And I'm not saying it was all me, but that somehow that something that I made, you know, was able to be that transformative. And, and Hundreds of miles away, too. Yeah. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and, you know, you and I both know Jessica and Hunter, and, and he has one now. Um, oh, nice. One of my Pittsburgh dogs who I know, and Jessica is a, a, a photographer yeah. in the area, and um, she wanted one because he gets kind of protective of her, and it says, ask before approaching. And so um, she said, I've watched people on our hikes and stuff who will kind of make a little bit further, you know, go a little bit further around, and that makes Hunter more comfortable and... Anyway, they're just countless stories, and it really is probably the thing that I do that I just, I love the most. Well, I think it kind of ties it all together because you, you know, are making products that are easier for people to use, like just clasp it on and go, but then you're putting a message on it that makes the dog, it makes the dogs happier, and it makes their lives better. So you're making the dog's life better and the person's life better, and I mean, what more can you ask for? And that is what I say, you know, that is what my business is about. I mean, it's about people and their dogs and at the heart of it, the relationships that they have and how those relationships can be made better or easier or, yeah. you know, it's, it's like, um, you know, and you may be getting this, but it's like the dog mats at first people are like, well, now why are you doing dog mats instead of dog beds, which I am going to be doing dog beds very soon. Well, tell everyone about who's listening about your dog mats. They're, it's like a, like almost like a crate mat. It is. They are. And some people, there are mats and there are blankets and um, the blankets will come in like three sizes and they have a fabric. Often they're very popular in the winter. They'll have like your classic plaids and flannels and they're backed in a, in a heavy duty Sherpa, not the sort of softer stuff. Um, and then the dog mats come in the standard crate sizes and you're exactly right. They can be used in the crate, but I have people who, you know, they don't want something too bulky, but they wanted to teach their dog to stay on a certain part of the couch mm. because then they didn't have, you know, dog hair anywhere, everywhere, but they wanted it to look nice. They didn't want it to be an old towel or an old blanket. Um, we all know now that people take their dog to the office with them. And, you know, that pets in the workplace are so much more common. Um, we know that there are breweries where there will be patios and they're hot, but you take your dog and so you can roll up the mats and take them with you and your dog has a place to sit that isn't the hot cement. Yeah. There, so there's a really, very popular brewery in Pittsburgh where I swear there's more dogs there than there are people on any given day. I'd probably like it then. It is awesome. <laughs> and they're killing it because they keep, ex every time I go, they've like bought the next property over. It's like just growing. Oh my it's gosh. amazing. But the newest kind of area is gravel. And I was there this summer with Lucy or Bird or I don't know, one of them. And, uh, 
and they like they couldn't get I mean they were not comfortable lying on the gravel and I should have had a mat with me then I could have put that down it I so know and guess what Lucy could borrow her friend Lucy I know. Labs mat <laughs> <laughs> and then it'd be perfect I don't know if Lucy will give it up but she might maybe she'll share Lucy. a little corner of that's it. right but it really and it and you know and I've noticed the transformation in the few years that I've done them at first when people would see them if I was at a vending event they'd be like now what is that for is that for a crate and I would explain it and some people immediately oh yeah some people "Mm, I'm not sure either that I really get that um you know to take you to a different generation people I have people who travel north to south in their RVs Mm -hmm. and they're like I can't put big dog beds in my RV for space reasons and it's very tough to wash them and these are perfect so but it was funny how a few years ago people would ask me a lot of questions and even as I go to events now I find fewer questions because I think places like breweries are popping up that are dog friendly and I think that you see so many more dogs in the workplace that that all of a sudden it's one of those things that is clicking with people um, in a different way. And I don't mean to say I was ahead of my time, but in some ways I was, but it was really a matter of, you know, how can I take my dogs along for the ride and not put three big dog beds in there? Right. Yeah. Um, so let's like, cause we're kind of nearing the end of our interview. So let's shift gears a little bit and tell us, so you sell primarily on your website, right? Yes. And, like, what have you found to be um, really helpful or maybe, like, a big challenge in, in doing that? I, I mean, I would say honestly, and I, um, I'll just put it this way. I'm not a millennial. <laughs> and I, I consider myself someone who does problem solve. But um, a lot of it is, is learning the ropes of how do you, you know, Okay, if you put your stuff on Etsy and that's one platform, but then you want to have a separate online shop, but they don't speak together necessarily. They're set up in different ways and and just learning everything that you have to do from, you know, optimizing your search engine, which I didn't even know what that meant. I'm like, what are you talking about? I mean, I know what optimizing means. I know what search engine means, but this is seriously great to me. Um, and, you know, and even social media or just, you know, email campaigns all the way down to product photography. And, you know, do you, what kind of background do you use? And, um, you know, what do people like to see? And it just, I learn every day. I mean, it's just crazy. And half the time I think I'm relearning or learning differently something that was a different way six months ago. Right. Um, but it's hard to keep up. Yeah. But I think that the one thing that I would say is that, um, you know, for any online maker or for any makers, you know, Etsy is a, is a, is a great platform. I sort of have a love hate relationship with it because, um, it does speak its own language. Um, and it's a little different than others, but it, I think that it's really important, even though it can take longer to create an online shop, I think it's really important because, um, it's your own, you know, I mean, on Etsy, you don't own your customer base or their emails or anything like that. And, um, I think it's a great starter place, but I think 
that people should leap, even though it's scary to have mm-hmm. their own independent shop. Mm-hmm. It can be a good place to experiment maybe yes. at the beginning, you know, or have some discovery. And I shop there you. all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love it, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think having your own spot's important. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Well, um, Catherine, we have to end our interview. <laughs> Um, but there, I know that you're going to have so many holiday things going on. Um, and this episode is coming out perfect timing for everyone to start planning their holiday photos that they might need dog accessories for or holiday gifts or personalized things. So tell everyone where they can find you online so that they can get ready for all that. They can, and we will have stockings and all sorts of fun things coming out. So um, they can find us online at three, and that is spelled out, T-H-R-E-E, wags, like waggingtaildogs.com, or on Instagram at at three underscore wags. Um, And we hope you will find us. And, And we're always happy to help do custom stuff if you need it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. You can fetch show notes at wearwagrepeat.com. If you like what you hear, please hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And until next time, we'll see you around the dog park.